This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of another Dolphins podcast. We are here, Jake Mendel, Joshua Houts, ready to get you prepared for week 13 as the Miami Dolphins are headed to Washington, D.C. to play the Commanders, the Commies, the Commandos. Josh, what's your team of choice? I I, I like the Commanders, I guess. I mean, they're going to change their name soon, right? Isn't that like they're going to vote on it and all that? I think they have new ownership now, thank, thankfully. But um, yeah, we'll go with Commanders. I, I can't say the other name, right? I mean, that's what we grew up with, them being the, the Washington um, beep. But times are changing, and the best way to tell that times are changing is the Miami Dolphins have been a successful football team of late. They have won back-to-back games, and Josh... You know what they say, the season doesn't start until Thanksgiving. So technically speaking, I mean, the Dolphins have a shot to improve to 2-0 on Sunday. Yeah, and we know from historically, at least these last few years, this is where we kind of see it all snowball and fall apart a little bit. So it's December now. Nothing matters more than December football to get you ready for the playoffs and those grueling matchups. So, um, yeah, man, let's get to 2-0. Let's beat this commander's team who, let's be honest, they're probably going out there not playing for much. Eric Bieniemy, you know, he might be – 
showing off his skill set, you know, as a play caller and things to maybe land a head coaching job. And they did just get rid of, I think, Jack Del Rio there on defense. But um, overall, I don't think they're going out there to play for much other than their honor. And sometimes those can be the scariest teams. But let's just get to 2-0 and and not worry about any of those uh, sneaky games that we've been accustomed to in years past. The Washington Commanders, they're kind of like playing like a 13-year-old online in Madden. Um, Their pass-to-run ratio is like 80-20. They have more pass attempts than any other team in the league. They literally just let Sam Howell, you know, sit back there and throw the football. And just like playing that 13-year-old in Madden, he's going to get sacked an absolute bunch. And that's that's probably the best comparison I've really developed when talking about this Washington football team. And it's strange because you have Brian Robinson, who's been one of the best, most consistent running backs this year. I think he's one of a top five fantasy running back. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he's been banged up lately getting back into the mix, though. And then you have three absolute studs at wide receiver and Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson and, and Curtis Samuel. I mean, man, like if you're building an ultimate team to play as a 13 year old, I think that's like the perfect outfit. I mean, Logan Thomas, a solid tight end. I mean, you have a bunch of playmaking fun pass catchers out there that should be able to challenge a, a pretty good Dolphin secondary. Yeah. I, I write articles about Madden every now and then, and I actually did a, you know, five teams to rebuild and that's one of them, right? The Washington commanders, because you mentioned it, man, on offense, they do have some skill players and we're going to see um, what happens here. But Sam, Howe, man, when he wears that visor, he goes out there, isn't he like, one of the top passing uh, passing yards. Is he leading the league in passing? I thought it was. Yeah, a, a, passing yards, yeah. God, that's that's wild. So, again, they have nothing to lose, and Eric Bieniemy has, you know, really got that offense firing on all cylinders. So, um, I love Curtis Samuel, man. I see the way he's been balling out. But, um, you know, we do have really good secondary. So, I don't know that I'm that queasy, but when you look at those playmakers across the board at running back, you mentioned Antonio Gibson. Our, we, I'm down so bad in our fantasy league, man, where I need a win. I'm starting Antonio Gibson against the Dolphins because I have no other choice. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's is all I want to say. Bo- I make is sure it I your bench, just six guys on bye? Is it, I think your entire bench is on its bye. It, it blew my mind to read that. I thought everyone had that problem. But then I looked around. I'm like, son, I can't believe it. And then remember we were talking about I was at six and one at one time. And now I'm sitting here battling for my playoff life and barely in the hunt. That's just that's just how it's in fantasy. I'm so, sorry for spinning us out of control there. Dude, it's 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 always worth it. It's always fun to get a little glimpse into the fantasy world, especially when it's our league. I, I like I like seeing this because that's the thing, you know, people get into fantasy leagues a lot of the time because it's with their friends in real life and you get to see the frustration. I always like to show the league just because it showed that ball busting attitude of being in a fantasy league. So I kind of like getting this frustration out of you because this is what it's all about. The emotion, the just kind of making you upset is what really makes me happy inside. What am I supposed to say to that? Me, making you <laughs> is what makes you okay. I, I love you too, Jake. Mike McDaniel met with the media about Friday afternoon, and he went through the laundry list of injuries, as Josh likes to call it, the CVS list of injuries. Um, Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, he was the Hawkeye out there on the practice field, and he reported that every single player on the Miami Dolphins' fifty-three man roster was on the practice field Friday. Joshua Houts, I think we have to start with the only guy who's averaging like 11 yards per carry, and that's Devon Achan, who played a couple snaps a few weeks ago against the Raiders. I think it was four snaps before getting injured. Mike McDaniel seemed pretty confident that he will be playing on Sunday. What does that mean for this offense? I think it means a lot, right? I mean, at least if he can go out there and stay healthy. I mean, that's what we all want to see at this point, right? We've already seen him be that explosive playmaker. We already see how this offense fires. I mean, 
you have all these stats over he most is you know breaking in the league leading the league and you know touchdowns and things like that but when a-chan was out there he looked like the more dynamic back and that's just crazy to think so um to get him involved out there again if he can stay healthy i think it will open things up for that miami dolphins offense who it does look like they're going against a very good defensive line obviously it's not the same defensive line we would have saw uh pre-trade deadline right i mean they got rid of montez sweat and chase young i don't know that I quite understand that, but um, you know, to get Devon Achan back means everything as long as he can stay healthy. And I joked that he, I think I said, messed up on the last pod or one of our previous pods and said he was six nine. No, he's five nine, and we need to see those durability concerns that we have put to rest because, again, when he's out there, man, there's he's still what like top ten in yards and things like that. Like it's absolutely insane what he did with such you know little touches and little time out there. So um, it means everything, Jake. The Commanders allow an average of 145 rushing yards per game. That's second in the NFL. Uh, the Dolphins also average 5.5 yards per carry. I mean, for how frustrated we get at this offense at times, man, you just start going through and thumbing through these stats, man. This is such an impressive group. Last week, the Dolphins got into a tough situation where it was the Raheem Mostert show. They tried to get Darrington Evans involved, and he fumbled his, I think, his second snap it was, and the Dolphins just didn't feel comfortable having him involved. So it really was Jeff Wilson playing 59% of snaps, 56% of the rush attempts, 20 carries for 94 yards. He really broke it open with that pair of touchdowns. Um, I think both came in the second half. Uh, sorry if uh, I'm mixing that up a little bit. And then also, Josh, I wanted to ask you, Jeff Wilson, he played a third of snaps, got 14 touches. You throw Devon H. Hand in that mix, someone who you expect to get at least five to 10 touches guaranteed. What is this food chain looking like? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'd go if you're doing a pie chart, right? Are we going to do a pie chart? We'll do a pizza, oh, yeah, half the pizza. Chart. Raheem Mostert's there, just nominal and half the pizza. Then it's separated between the other two. I guess be the first four pieces left now. The two for HN, two for Jeff Wilson. Um, I do think it's interesting how much we talked about before, how much Jeff Wilson's gotten involved in the passing game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see how they you know, go about that. Are we going to see HN take some of those touches? Are we maybe going to see uh, Raheem Mostert you know, become more of that pass catcher? But Honestly, they've just been using him as that guy just pounding the rock. So um, I think it'll be split like that if this was a Ninja Turtles and they were eating the pizza. That's how they separate. I wouldn't rush HM back, though, would you? I mean, I wouldn't. I don't feel like you need to get him involved against the commanders with, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson still trying to get his feet underneath him. The Jeff Wilson getting so many targets has always been one of the more interesting things to me in recent weeks. The Chiefs, he had a few. Last week, he had three. He was actually right behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in terms of targets on this Miami Dolphins um, offense. At some point, you got to get them involved, though. And I, I really like this matchup where you can get a few opportunities where I think, you know, what worked so well against the Denver Broncos for him was all that misdirection um, where you could really, you're panicking. I mean, Raheem Mostert's leading the league in touchdowns. You have Raheem Mo- you have, excuse me, Tyree Kill leading the league in uh, receiving yards. I wonder if this actually is that good opportunity. I think they were safe with Devon Achan last week, not playing him on Black Friday. You have a few extra days going into this week. I think this would be a good opportunity to let him uh, go out there and get a few carries, but I don't know if I'd be super comfortable playing him in fantasy. But then we go back to the conversation we had a couple weeks ago where would you play him if you only had four or five snaps but or carries, but at the same time, he only needs four or five carries to get you 200 yards through touchdowns. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I mean, if you're a Dolphins fan and you have HN, you're probably going to start him in fantasy, right? Because you're just a sicko mm-hmm. like that. But um, I'm with you, man. I don't think he needs to go out there and be ran into the ground, but you do want to see him get some of those touches. I just can 
the long view down the road, right? Where we're going to be right. hopefully battling for the playoffs and you want to have these guys, um, you know, fully healthy and being able to run that ball. I think I looked it up and we got to give credit to Mike McDaniel, right? For using the run game more and, you know, sticking to it more, except on those short yards. We do want to see that, but I think it said he was averaging like 26 and a half uh, rushes per game. And that's, um, you know, that's a big step up. So um, I just love it. This Dolphins offense, you know, we can go out there and kill him with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And then you also have this running back room that we're sitting here trying to figure out who's going to get what touches. It's, an awesome problem to have. Sticking with the rushing attack, Isaiah Wynn was an absolute mauler for this team early in the season. Mike McDaniel was asked about him on Friday, and it's important to keep in mind the Dolphins, it, they're teasing that they're going to be bringing back Chris Brooks, maybe not this week, but next week, which would be their seventh of AIR spots. So Isaiah Wynn would be that eighth player and the last player the Dolphins could activate off IR. So Mike McDaniel was asked about it, and he basically said uh, he can't say yes, he can't say no, it's not on my radar. Not because it's inconceivable, but because I don't want him to instigate a setback. I'm not thinking about it. It doesn't mean it's not a possibility. Josh, that sounds like it's not really a possibility it didn't sound good when he was originally put on ir and we were he's not even giving you like a little glimpse of hope here so i wouldn't even start entertaining that idea at least for a few more weeks if at all yeah mike mcdaniel has a way of you know kind of saying a lot of nothing right i mean he says all these things and you still don't know i mean we kind of decipher all these things as you know more negatively at least that's the way i take it but dude i thought isaiah was out for the season so even just to kind of hear things like that that maybe it's not completely out of question to get him back that that means everything and you said about chris brooks maybe that is why you get hm more involved because if you bring chris brooks and i'm gonna say it man the thunder the thor thunder he is that hammer you bring him into these december games january i mean getting him healthy out there the way he was running the rock i mean uh look at us getting hyped over what a, a previous practice squad player but he let's be honest man he looked like a bull in a china shop and to get him back you know later down the road when you need that in the in late games i mean oh man that, that got me a little excited so uh thanks for bringing that up you got you got me put a smile on my face robert hunt's been battling a hamstring injury mike mcdaniel said he doesn't know if hunt will be active on sunday but josh after seeing hunt active on black friday as that emergency type lineman we saw connor williams be like a few weeks ago i have a hard time seeing him not get back in the lineup unless he suffered some sort of setback but i don't think we would not have heard about something if he was, you know, not practicing or anything along those lines. All systems go in terms of uh, he's continued to practice. It seems like uh, we should have someone like Robert Hunt back in the lineup Thursday, Sunday. I'm a mess. Sorry. Oh, you're good. We're, we're all a little bit of a mess. I, I mean, I would love to have Robert Hunt again. I think he might arguably be, or pro he probably is the best offensive lineman we have, mm -hmm. a guy that we're going to have to pay X amount of money to, but I'd love to get him back out there. I do think we have to give credit to Liam Eikenberg, Lester Cotton, some of those guys that, you know, had their name called to have come in there and, you know, played pretty well in these last few weeks. Um, Did you hear anything on Teron Armstead? Because the only thing I've heard was when he made that comment about how, um, you know, he, he needs to get his crap together and play better this weekend. But um, has Mike McDaniel said anything about Okay, cool. I, I think I think signs Fired are pointing up. that he's going to play. But I mean, we, we see how this coaching staff is. If they have like that slightest concern where they will give him that extra week. And and once we get through that extra week is when we can start wondering like, oh, is this when they'll get back involved? I'd lean yes for Armstead too, especially when there's also, I mean, you have Kendall Lamb. He's questionable with a back injury as well. I mean, there's a lot of uh, teetering offensive linemen right now. Yeah, and credit to Butch Berry for spawning a way to, you know, power through one way or the other. And somehow they've done a great job with it. Uh, Tua was sacked three times last week. Durham Smythe, Austin Jackson, Connor Williams were all credited with one of those sacks. Uh, Teron Armstead allowed one pressure, and then that was it for all the heat that the Miami Dolphins offensive line gave up against the Jets last week. So 
There's another question to be had there, Josh, about do you rush Robert Hunt back? But I think even keeping him off the field last week was being safe. So I'd even lean no. When you see what the Dolphins can accomplish in these last five weeks, when you know that there's a stretch coming up when four of the final five games are at home, I think you really got to win these games uh, that you're facing a four and eight Washington team. That is the worst defense in the entire NFL. These are games where I think if you can have everyone in there just to make sure you take care of business, especially on the road, I think you should do it. Interesting. I was going to say, I do like how this coaching staff at times, you know, they don't screw around, right? If there's any Absolutely. question, whether or not a guy can go out there and, you know, be what did Mike McDaniel say about, uh, you know, Javon Holland, if they're, he's not going to be vulnerable out there or whatever. I mean, so um, we'll see what happens. I think we all have been there all season long. At least there's one name that comes up on the injury report, right? Where you sit there and um, you sit there and it drops at what? Uh, I think it comes out 1130 if it's a one o'clock game and you see a name on there where you're just like, what the, like, it just feels like someone punching inside the head and you're Durham smite the other week. I mean, there's always like a random guy that you just did not see happening. And I would hate to see that be one of these offensive linemen. Like you mentioned, if Kendall Lamb can't go, if you, for some reason, don't have Teron Armstead, well, then we're, then we're in a, uh, then we're in a up the stream. What is it? You up shit. Just forget it. <laughs> Nailed it. Home run. Home. <laughs> Last and absolutely not least, Javon Holland. He injured both knees on Black Friday against the Jets. It kind of reminded me of um, Xavier Howard a couple of years ago where you're going through the injury report and you just see that the S, like with Xavier Howard, it was groins. The fact that Javon Holland uh, injured both knees, it kind of makes your eyes pop out of your head a little bit. Mike McDaniel said, I will be watching him closely in practice on Friday. If he's not vulnerable to setbacks, he will be out there. If he's not quite ready, we'll wait another week. Seems pretty simple, pretty straightforward there. Javon Holland did miss the Patriots game a few weeks back with a concussion. Brandon Jones played 53 snaps at free safety. Uh, he had five tackles, one missed. He allowed two receptions on two targets for 11 yards and a touchdown. So definitely not a, a – he wasn't hurting the Dolphins' defense when you have to have uh, – when you need to rely on Brandon Jones to play the majority of snaps um, when an injury is involved. Yeah, and I think, again, that's what we love about this team, right? It's that next man up mentality, and we do all love what Brandon Jones brings to the table. He's a little bit of a different safety than what we've seen from Javon Holland, but like we talked about earlier in the week with that episode, I mean, he's playing down the box a lot. That's what Brandon Jones does very well, you know? Not the same type in coverage, but I think they can get by if they have to use Brandon Jones. And again, I mean, you listen to Mike McDaniel say that. I think both of us are sitting here saying um, Javon Holland's name is probably going to be on that injury report when it comes okay. out on Sunday. But, I mean, I'm okay with that if you're get, doing it now against Commanders, but at the same time, we're sitting here talking about Sam Howell lighting the world on fire. We're talking about all those, you know, receivers that they have, Madden, uh, Mutt team out there. I mean, then you kind of got to feel a little bit scary about not having Javon Holland as that safety blanket, that guy that can do Javon Holland things. But I think our secondary will be just fine, and I guess we'll see. Do you think the Dolphins can finally win the turnover battle in a game? I think this is one where there, there, there should be no debate that, yes, you got to go win the turnover battle against the Commandos. Yeah, I think Bradley Chubb has a couple forced fumbles, right? I mean, isn't that what he does? And Sam Howell's always just standing back there. I think he get a couple forced fumbles. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's getting a pick, right? We definitely. Perfectly said, my friend. Let's take a little break on the other side. We'll talk some Miami Dolphins offense, so stay tuned. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. The Washington Commanders will enter action on Sunday, giving up 29 points in four of the last five games. Joshua Houts, the Miami Dolphins have been playing some very, very great football. They're approaching a lot of milestones. Tyree Kills pushing towards those 2,000 receiving yards. Raheem Moster is in the hunt for being one of the best running backs in the league. He's leading the entire NFL in rushing touchdowns. What are you expecting from this unit on Sunday against Washington? For me, Jake, I just want to see them go out there and establish the run game, right? I mean, you're just talking about Devon Achan coming back. You know what Raheem Moster can do. And we know how good that Washington Commander's defensive line is. I feel like when you go out there and can establish the run, it really sets a tone. And then that opens up so much with that passing game. I mean, we know they're already going to be a little bit scared of Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. on the outside. But, you know, when you can run off the play action, two of time below plays his best football. So I would get the run game established. But me saying that, they're probably going to come out and throw the ball, you know, Sam Howe, 80-20%, you know, an 80-20 split but um whatever it is again I said it earlier I just feel like it's nice to be the Miami Dolphins right now and just to be able to to have these different options to go out there and attack different defenses each and every week yeah so the commanders didn't even get a sack last week um going against the Dallas Cowboys and as a defense opposing wide receivers have a 114 rating when playing the Washington Commanders. That that screams to me when you look at Tyree Kill over 100 yards last week. Jalen Waddle not only over 100 yards last week, but he caught eight of eight targets that came his way. The question to me becomes, man, who am I, who am I placing the bet on to score that touchdown? I, I've just been barely missing some nice parlays lately. And, man, I just look at this matchup, and, and you go through who the Washington Commanders are starting on defense. And I'm just going to go through some names here. You have Benjamin... St. Juice, which I actually looked it up. That is how you pronounce his last name. St. Juice, a third-round selection from the 2021 NFL Draft. Last week, he allowed seven receptions on 11 targets in coverage as the left cornerback. That included 20 yards of yak. This defense kind of doesn't do a lot to help out their cornerbacks, and when you have a pass rush that's really struggling to get to the quarterback, that only makes things worse. So, man, the Dolphins, they've been looking for a few answers on offense, and, I mean, they scored 34 points last week so I mean but Tim Boyle definitely helps things out I think this will be one of those games where you just kind of see you chalk it up yep Dolphins offense they came and did their thing I think this is a matchup where you'll see Tyreek shine I think this is a matchup where you should even see a waddle shining I think this is such a great matchup for this Miami Dolphins offense where it should be that feel-good momentum swing as you're looking forward to a game against Tennessee on Monday Night Football 
Yeah, and that's what you, that's what we need to see out of this. I mean, it's so I, I feel like we're in such a good spot when you can sit here and say two or three for like what three hundred yards, and you know the offense puts up thirty four points, but you still feel like you know you can see more out of um, yep. this. So I, I do hope they go out there. I do hope Tua has a turnover free game. We see that finally. Um, but you're mentioning these matchups, man. I mean, Kendall Fuller is a pretty solid state uh, cornerback. At least he was at one time. I don't have PFF in front of me. Got you know he, the drop off could be huge for all I know. But they do have that defensive line that is a little bit scary when you think about the Miami Dolphins offensive line. We might or might not have Robert Hunt in there, but Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, those are two guys that, you know, can really get to the quarterback. Um, I guess, again, I just go back to how ugly, or I guess how much of a challenge it would have been going against a Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young if we were playing them before this. So I think you're right, Jake. I think whether they run the football, whether they pass it, I think they're going to go out there and this will be that get right game. And uh, I think that defense is also going to go out there and feast, like we mentioned. Just looking at these defensive matchups, man, my, my eyes are just popping out of my head here. I mean, Kendall Fuller started as the right cornerback. He allowed two receptions on three targets for 43 yards with an average depth of target of 24 yards. This is a defense that's going to let plays develop. This is going to be a defense that I go look at that first touchdown Tyree Kill had against the Denver Broncos, where he was just somehow wide open in the middle of the field. You know why it somehow? Because Robbie Chosen somehow was triple covered on that same play. I just see situations where I think this Washington secondary is going to have such a hard time keeping track and kind of keeping in the rhythm where there aren't things breaking down on the back end. I mean, if you just kind of zoom out and look at the bigger picture, Washington has allowed 16 touchdowns this year from outside of the red zone. Miami has scored 15 touchdowns from outside of the red zone. This is a playmaking offense versus a defense that just struggles to kind of contain opposing offenses. Um, Miami leads the league with those 15 touchdowns from outside the red zone. Uh, they're one ahead of Detroit. The Chargers are second in touchdowns allowed from outside the red zone with 10. Denver is third with nine. The two thing, those the two, the one thing, excuse me, those two teams have in common, they played the Miami Dolphins. So just think about this, man. The most explosive offense that has all these big game-breaking plays hasn't even played the defense that gives up the most game-breaking plays. Great week if you're playing fantasy football, right? And I mean, <laughs> um, it's, again, a testament to this offense and, you know, a lot of this motion stuff. I mean, they're playing an Eric Bieniemy offense in practice every week, but you're now going against Mike McDaniel and that different type of speed. You know, those motions that they're using, the way they're lining up Tyree Kill in the backfield and, and fabricating these touches for their playmakers, getting their ball to those guys. Um, Jake, you got me uh, feeling giddy and excited for this one because I do think, um, again, the Dolphins are going to go out there and, and do what we expected them to do, you know, a couple weeks prior to this. You know, that when we hit that little bit of a speed bump, like when you're going to the toll booth, like we said. I have a few more before I empty the chamber here. 16% of passes against Washington have traveled at least 20 air yards. Um, FTN Network, they keep track of a lot of different receiving uh, statistics here. Tyree Kill leads the league with 18 post-route targets, which that screams one-on-one -on -one coverage, open down the field, long average depth of target. That right there, those isolated matchups. And, and to make matters even worse for this Washington defense, where did I have him? Jalen Waddle is fourth with 11 of those targets. So I think this Dolphins offense all day, it's going to be taking those shots downfield. Uh, the commanders are allowing 7.9 yards per attempt. Their average depth of target is nine yards. And Tua is right there with 8.6 yards per attempt. So, man, I just want to ask you this. We saw it happen last week. We saw Jalen Waddle lead the team in receiving yards. And that came after there were some rumblings about, hey, why isn't Waddle getting targeted? What's happening here? Last year, it was how this Dolphins offense could sustain both Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Do you think we could see back-to-back -back weeks where uh, Waddle's the number one guy on this offense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I 
you could always take that bet, right? I feel like that would be the the favorite because it is Jalen Waddle. But I think um he could absolutely have that you know bounce another resurgence of a game. And I think again we talked about in the last pod. I think Sarney was saying he was on pace for receptions and yards to break what he previously did. I guess we just all kind of want to see him make more explosive plays, maybe. And we saw it last week, eight of eight, like you said. We're seeing the Dolphins when they see those single coverage, right? We saw, I believe it was last week, Tyree Kill might have been in the slot and he kind of ran like a little bit of a fade and to a hit him in stride. I think he was against DJ Reed. And then there was also one where Jalen Waddle was lined up in the slot and Sauce Gardner was in coverage. So when they're seeing those one-on-one shots, when they know that that speed can beat any corner in football, I mean, they're taking those different chances. And that, again, does so much. And the defense has to just back off and play scared. So, yeah, man, Jalen Waddle, I've been fantasy in one league. Uh, sign me up for another, you know, eight of eight hundred plus yards and let's give him a touchdown. You've had a little bit of time, Joshua Houts, to digest this game, figure out what the Miami Dolphins are looking at here. Let me get it. What is that game prediction you're feeling? Do the Miami Dolphins win their fourth game in five attempts? Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, and I'm going to go with. Should I sit here? Should I say how? I, I'm going to break down why. Because, I, again, I think this defense is playing out of this world. We know that offensive line gives up those, you know, sacks and things like that. And we know Sam Howell makes mistakes because they go out there and throw the ball so much. I feel like on paper they have some great Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. I love Curtis Samuel. They have some great playmakers. But we also do, right? We have the two two of the best corners in football. We might not have Javon Holland. We have three of the best corners in football. Sorry, Cater Kohu needs uh, some – Damn, Damn respect right. put on his name. He's going to be going against Curtis Samuel, I think, this weekend, or maybe Dotson. That's an interesting matchup. But I think the defense matches up well. They're going to cause nightmares and fits for that Eric Bieniemy offense. And then, um, like you said, man, the, one of the best the best offense in football going against the worst defense. The Dolphins should have a field day out there. Um, I'm going to go with a prediction of 38-20. to 20. How's 38-20 sound? Maybe I should say 38-20. Yeah, 38-20. I like the 20 because I think if the Dolphins do get out to an early lead, like there's no surprise what Washington's going to do. They're going to throw the football, right? And they're going to throw it a bunch. And that can go one of two ways. You can either move the ball down the field or you can see it go the other direction. And I see that this is going to be that opportunity that we've been waiting for the Miami Dolphins to really dominate that turnover battle. Uh, there is, there is, Kat and I were talking about this last night. There is not a 0% chance that Sam Howell walks out there with that visor on, like you said, and just absolutely has the game of his life. You know, he has the pieces around him to do that if all the stars align. But I really don't think that happens. I mean, I still go back, man, seeing those two Jalen Ramsey interceptions against the Raiders, just the acceleration, the burst he had on those plays, he is completely back. This secondary is going to be ready to go. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, having Javon Holland back there is awesome. I think that's something they can kind of sneak by the um, Washington Commanders this week if Holland is unable to go. I'm going to take it a step farther and say 42-13. I think maybe one of those plays where we look back to the Raiders game, we saw uh, Devontae Adams make that uh, play where uh, a safety bounced right off of him and he went all the way. Play like that is not going to be happening on Sunday where I think the Dolphins' defense really just continues to show – in the second half of football games, you cannot do anything against this unit. No, and you'll love to see it, right? They go into the, they go in at the half, they make their corrections, and they come out, and they're just, you know, you're you're not going to make plays. So, man, I, I love it. And then we'll be what nine and three? Is my math right? I, damn, that'd be nice. Nine and three, then three straight games at home, starting with the Tennessee Titans. You get the New York Jets and the Dallas Cowboys. Josh, we're getting there. We are getting that much closer to the end of the regular season. And for the way the season's going to end for the last five games at home, that's absolutely awesome, especially when you're talking about the Miami Dolphins in South Florida. That being said, has it really felt like 
the Dolphins have been in a position this year where you felt yourself wanting to say, like, they just got to get home type of thing. I mean, they're undefeated at home. I think they're the only team in the AFC to be undefeated at home this deep into the season. But I've never really felt like, oh, they've been really dealt like a bad blow with like four straight road games or any issue like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I mean, I, I like the way it's starting to fall, and I like how they have these three home games because, like you said, they're just they don't lose. I thought you were gonna say, is are we this far into the season? And you still kind of are a little hesitant to you know fully just let yourself go, right? Like oh, I, I I'm I can't trust fall yet. I can't just sit here and feel comfortable and can't go around talking crap on Twitter like some other people because I just feel like uh, we've been here before and somehow it's gonna end up with egg on our face. But that's not this Dolphins team. That's not what Mike McDaniel to a ton below and this Dolphins offense is gonna let happen. And again, Vic Fangio in that defense playing out of this world. Bradley Chubb's definitely gonna have some forced fumbles, man. Teron Armstead did say he will be out there again. I know he doesn't have the final nice. say, but he is out there still saying that again. Uh, that's it. If we he did, came up, are if we- you. If you were Mike McDaniel, though, and Teron Armstead, this big – I mean, we've, you've seen players in person, right? They're ginormous. If he came up to you and he's like, yo, man, I'm playing. I mean, what, what do you guys say? <laughs> That's why you put him on IR. That's the only reason. So Mike McDaniel every week didn't have to deal with Teron Armstead Monday morning just knocking on his door being like, all right, man, I'm, I'm playing this week, right? It's like, nope, law says you got to wait for weeks. Because if you actually go back and you look at some of the, um, you know, victories, celebrations, speeches from Mike McDaniel – Tron Armstead isn't mad. Don't get me wrong. He is not upset about the Dolphins winning, but you kind of see him sitting there like, man, I should be out there right now. Just that kind of angst to be out on the field with, with his teammates and you don't play them at all for there. That is it. That is all the time we have today on another Dolphins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to our week 13 preview. We will be back early next week for a game recap, but until then, it's up. It's up. It's up. It's up.